I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, and welcome to a Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries mini-tale. And today, we are going over 2019's Aladdin, a movie that I think you can agree, Tara, that neither of us were super thought we were going to enjoy nearly as much as we did. Yeah, I think for both of us, we were super excited when it first was announced and when Will Smith was cast. And then after it came out, we heard a lot of kind of negative feedback about people not really enjoying it. And so we never made the effort to see it in the theater. Were you excited when it when it was announced Will Smith was, was going to be I Jean? was, yeah. Because I feel like I kept... The, the thing with this is every piece of information that came out... I would ping pong to the other side. I'd go, this is going to be great. This is going to be bad. This mm-hmm. is going to be great. Because it's got a bunch of weird elements in it. But having just seen it, um, real quick, your takeaway. I really liked it. I thought it captured the spirit of the original. We've watched the original fairly recently uh, because we've already recorded that episode of the podcast. Yes. And so... This is actually coming out the week after ours, but we recorded it a little while yeah. ago. Yeah. And so... I really enjoyed it. I When we were getting ready to watch it, I saw it was two hours and 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, no, what did we get ourselves into? Like, why is this so long? Because I never felt that way watching it. It didn't feel long. No, so don't be intimidated by that. In fact, before we go on to, I think, gush about this movie yeah. in a lot of ways, in a surprising amount of ways, mm-hmm. if you are thinking about watching this movie at all, if you want to go watch it now, go watch it now. If at any time during our discussion, you decide, maybe I do want to watch it, stop the podcast, go and watch it, and then come back and listen to the rest. Yeah. If you're listening to this to like, because you don't want to watch it, I still recommend after you're done watching it. We ended up really enjoying it. I think there was a lot of thought about Will Smith being the genie and him having some weird CG, which he kind of looked weird in spots like that, but nothing that was distracting. The movie... Everything I thought that was going to be a distraction in this movie didn't distract me. And I found myself not comparing him to Robin Williams as much as I thought I would. The one line is uh, infinite cosmic powers, itty bitty living space. Like that one, every Will Smith, I think, says it two or three times in the film. That one, I hear Robin Williams voice saying he, it. He does a few line readings exactly like Robin yeah, Williams. Yeah, and I, and I appreciated the delivery of those other ones. I think that was the only one where I specifically could hear Robin Williams' voice. And I, I think that says a lot for the movie. It's got to be extremely difficult to be given some of the same lines that Robin Williams had and try to deliver them differently similarly anywhere in between like that's i feel like very large shoes to fill well interestingly enough do you know he was not their first choice for the genie who is their first choice jim carrey oh i think i like will smith yes. in that role much better i also like a black man in that role not for nothing but versus jim carrey i don't know i think the cast is so diverse yes i they made a big point. i kind of appreciate that yeah nothing against jim carrey but i also think jim carrey is almost too close to robin williams like his performance would have just been a 
well, more updated version Jim of Carrey, a manic impressionist. What's interesting is Jim Carrey in recent years has been more of a recluse and like yeah, kind of keeps yeah, yeah. to himself. And so it would have been interesting to see what he would have done with this role just because he hasn't been in the spotlight in a while. And not to say that would have been bad, but it's just an interesting thought. I heard he did a really good job in Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Okay. Yes, he's the bad guy. Oh, okay. So I had no idea. So I guess he has been in the spotlight recently. Well, that was kind of his return, I think, back. This is not a Jim Carrey podcast. If you want to find out more about Jim Carrey, (laughs) go look up Jim Carrey in the news. Um... But yeah, I think he's that was kind of a return to oh, big blockbuster okay. stuff. Um, Ju- Friends like me was was I think the 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 if you listen to our other Aladdin episode, that's my favorite Disney song. Mm-hmm. I was very nervous about the performance of it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we laughed a lot in it. I will say, I was really caught up in the beginning and had a really hard time listening to Will Smith's singing voice in the first song in Arabian Nights. I It sounded very digital. It sounded like there was a filter on it. He was also like, it didn't sound like his voice. Like, I think he was trying to sing in a way that is not what you naturally hear from him. And yes, he raps a lot, but he sings in his raps a little bit. And so for me, good range. for me... That like took me out of the experience of the whole first song. I was like, oh, God, I really don't like his voice. I hope it's not going to sound like this the whole time. Friend Like Me, I didn't feel like that at all. I was totally fine with Friend Like Me. It didn't bother me at all. And then the um, Prince Ali, in the beginning a little bit, I started to hear it again. And then it was fine. So I had moments of that. But overall, I thought he did a good job. Well, in the original, that first song isn't sung by Robin Williams. And it's a real belter. The guy yeah. who's singing it is really belting mm-hmm. out Arabian Nights. Yeah. Um. So, it, you know, it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess you can't disguise that that's Will Smith. So if they gave some, you know, what I'm saying like when it's an animated character, you can give them another voice. Yeah, and when I guess they, they would have. It it's actually Will Smith. You're gonna go. That's not Will Smith. Well, and the can... the way the story is written, and this is a huge spoiler, so I'll give you a minute to skip ahead if you haven't seen the, it. Well, you don't give them a minute to skip ahead because they're operating at a different. They want to skip ahead, so if you give them a minute, they'll just end up catching up with you. Okay. Well, I just meant I wasn't gonna just say it. I was gonna like oh, okay, give okay. them a moment to skip ahead. Now that you've skipped ahead, and now you're where we are now, skip ahead again. <laughs> okay. Um, what I was gonna say is. The way they wrote the story, yes, that wouldn't have worked for this. They could have written the story differently and had somebody else sing the song. But the whole idea is Genie, when he's wished free, he wants to be human. And that's a difference from the animated, from the original film. He wants to be free, but he never says anything about being human. And this well, Genie... Well, he doesn't become human. Yeah. Like he's basically the Genie with no yeah, and master. This, and this Genie wants to become human. And so what we find out is he's become human, he's had a family, and now he's telling his children this story. And so his children at the beginning are kind of admiring this like luxurious ship and they're in kind of a smaller boat and you know he's trying to explain to them you know it's not all about that and then that's how he goes into the story Mm -hmm. of Aladdin which I like that I liked that storyline and so you couldn't like you said you couldn't have somebody else sing Arabian Nights because he's literally telling you the story yeah 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 because of how they wrote it like I Mm -hmm. said if they changed the way they wrote it but I like what they did with that well let's talk about that because part of it is the reason he wants to become human and go do this off go off on a sail and have a family 
is because there's a new character. There's well, he wants to be human before he ever meets Dahlia. Right. But, but then, the, what I'm saying, getting to the point is, there's a new character. Yeah. There's a there's a Jasmine's handmaiden. Mm-hmm. Um, Dahlia, played by someone who is on Saturday Night Live, whose mm-hmm. name is, escapes me at the moment. I will look it up. But she was um, fantastic. I really liked her character a lot. I thought she was fun. Like. If you're not interested in having fun, don't turn on this movie. Yeah. I feel like I, you were asking what like the Rotten Tomatoes score was. I looked it up. It was 57%. I don't think it deserves I don't agree a with that. I think it should be higher. I Like I said earlier, it captures the spirit of the movie. It's very beautiful. Like The colors are beautiful. Yeah. And the sets. The, the uh, setting. You know, having them by the water. I think, you know, that was a different choice. Um, they made a lot of different choices that it felt more authentic and it felt more... Um, based in the culture, if I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, we're also assuming that the culture was done correctly. If someone has more information on that, I'd love you to bring it forward. Yeah, it felt more. Authentic. It felt it compared to other things that I've seen that I yes. think are authentic. So I guess yes, I'm basing it off of other um, other opinions on that. Uh, n- n- Nassim Pedrad. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, correctly, I'm probably not. But she was on Saturday Night Live for a bit. Um, she was funny. I, I get people kind of like, she was kind of a, a little bit goofy, but she's also the comic relief in a lot of ways. So it was mm-hmm. fine. Again, well, I think she was like the genie. She was, she was like the counterpart. Like she was Jasmine's kind of person to talk things through with and like person to voice things to because, as Aladdin is with the genie. Because in this movie, I think we get a lot more of what's going through Jasmine's head. And yeah. She has more of an arc. She, she gets a song she and gets, a reprise of that song. Well, it's interesting because I feel like it's backwards than, um, yeah. Print, you know, uh, um, what's the, 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 the song that I said I didn't like. One the, jump. Yes. One jump. I'm like street rat. That's not the name of it. It's like bell. It's not called mm-hmm. bell. Um, one jump is a song and then a reprise and her song is like a short version and then the longer, like real culmination of it later. And I feel like that's partly because like she wants to speak up, but she's still not a hundred percent there. And I feel like she gets there and that's, that's why it's backwards. Um, I like Jasmine's arc. I like the changes to her. Like Mm -hmm. they, she, the, so the other thing that's interesting is Aladdin and Jasmine meet each other much earlier on. Yes. Um, they kind of flip the way they do some things, which I really like that. Like one jump is he's with her for that song. They're trying to get away from the guards. Um, they grab her hand, but they don't threaten her hand to be cut off, which we liked that that yes. was omitted. Um, I also like that we find out that Aladdin, like, deals in trading stolen goods i really like that woman zulla she was in it it was a very short scene where'd you get her name was it in the it subtitles? was in the subtitles okay. and i think he calls her zulla okay, i think okay. he says it um but i love that we find out that you know he's stealing stuff to trade with somebody to then get food essentially mm-hmm. and she knows it's stolen goods and like is hesitant but takes it and then he gets dates instead of the apple that he steals. Right, right, right. Um, so that I thought was interesting. But the movie in general is stunning. Like I, uh, the actor of Aladdin is very handsome and just very, <laughs> and not that Tara that said it a few times. And not that that should be everything, but 
they just do such a good job with the way the costumes are done. And I'm curious, was it nominated for anything? Ooh, I don't know. Let me take a look. Um, I, I will agree with you, though, that I think the costumes were beautiful. The sets, the colors and the sets yeah, were gorgeous. When Jasmine comes out, so we see her. Uh, that's the other thing I like that's different. Aladdin is on to her pretty early on that she's not a commoner or someone who lives in the city of Agrabah because of the quality of her clothing. He thinks the she's silk. the handmaid. Yeah, he thinks she's the handmaiden, but he knows that she's she comes from the palace. He know you know, she tries in the beginning to kind of um sway him otherwise and he's like, No, you've got I don't know if it's silk, but he says, you know, your your clothing comes right off the merchant ship and goes right to the palace. Like that never ends up here. Uh, and so I liked that bit as well. But when we first see Jasmine in her attire as a princess, absolutely stunning. It's like this beautiful, bright pink gown. And it it just and all of I think all of the costumes of all of the characters were really well done. So this does not it doesn't look like there's any uh, Academy Award nominations i don't think it got awarded for anything which is a little bit surprising i will say that speechless the uh, new original song was shortlisted for the academy awards but was not nominated oh okay but uh for this specifically for this role will smith was nominated for a golden raspberry which is typically for the worst of the year however he was nominated for a razzie redeemer award which is a past winner of a razzie award who has done like a great job, like has come back since then. Mm. So I think that was kind of cool because I, I don't think I was nearly as excited as you were for Will Smith. I was like, Ooh, he, you know, I think because they put the stuff that you're most familiar with, with this movie, which is the one-to-one, like him kind of doing the Robin Williams stuff. I think they put that forward in the marketing. Yeah. And oh, I, I would s- agree with that. When I saw it, I was less pumped. When I heard he was cast in the role, I was kind right, of, I was enough. excited. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, We also talked about how much we really liked the score of the film. They did a really good job with having instruments um, that sounded of that world and using kind of, I want to make sure I'm choosing my words wisely, but having authentic Middle Eastern, I think, and 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 just the way the score was done, like they, you know, you'd hear glimpses of friend like me when Jafar was becoming all powerful you'd hear a whole new world but it would be transformed and warped a little bit the score was really good yeah, like was the very instrumentation good. was good because some of that song has that that uh music has been there before but it was it was a different instrumentation that sounded yeah. really cool mm-hmm. I really liked it um I you know I was really impressed with uh Iago which was someone I was not when I heard learned that he didn't talk like Gilbert Godfrey. And I don't mean the Gilbert Godfrey voice, but it, he wasn't like, hey, Jafar, what are we going to do? Like, he yeah. just talks like a parrot the whole time. But he is a good character. He made us laugh a lot, and he's also very dark. And I and I would argue almost more sinister than Jafar in certain moments. Like, he gets really intense, but I liked Iago more than I thought I would as well. I really did. Um, I, have a, I have a fact about him real quick, because he was voiced by Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. who is was in um, Serenity and Firefly, and you know from a bunch of that stuff. But this is his eighth Disney film. Oh. Uh, his, I can go through them real quick. Wreck-It Ralph, he was King Candy. Oh, okay. Now I know who you're talking Frozen, about. Frozen, he's the Duke of Wesselton. Big Hero 6, he's Alistair Cray. Zootopia, like, he's kind of become 
the Disney animated studios. Like good luck charm. Good luck charm. But he's uh, Zootopia. He's Moana. He was doing the vocal effects for Hey Hey. Yeah. So this makes the second time he has uh, been a Disney bird. That's great. I love uh, that. So anyway, yeah. That's really cool. Uh, some of the other things we noticed that were different that we liked. There's one part in one jump where in the animated version, it's all these very like busty women like. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of like. Not, they're not, a harem. Kind of, they're yeah, a harem they're of women. Yeah, they're kind of like throwing themselves at Aladdin a little bit. I it's, don't. I don't even know if it's that. It's but. like a girl's school kind of being like, "Ooh, look a boy!" And then the teachers like, "Get out of yeah, here!" Yeah, I was trying to describe the original. Oh, the yeah, but yeah. I, the original was a harem of women. Yes, and this one, yeah, is is more um, a school of younger women with kind of a teacher figure, and so I liked that change because they kept those lyrics in, but it hits differently. And is less uncomfortable, I think. Can I throw something else in as a change lyric? Mm-hmm. Later when Prince Ali is going on, uh, this the lyric used to talk about Sunday Salam. And they changed it to Friday Salam mm. because Friday is the holy day for Muslims, not Sunday. So it was, a, 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 again, someone actually doing a little bit of research before they you know, yeah, went into this. That's great. Something else that they did a little differently that we both said we really liked was when she uses the pole to get across from the tops of the buildings and in the original, she kind of just does it. Like, no problem. She just follows Aladdin. And we praised that. We were like, oh, she catches on quick. But what I liked about what they did here instead is she was nervous. She didn't think she could do it. And Aladdin kind of gave her the encouragement to be like, you can totally do this. You've got this. And she did it. So he didn't go to save her, but he helped encourage her. And you were mentioning that she should be hesitant because... Well, they She's make a been much kept bigger, in this palace. Yeah, they keep putting that through, which is something in the original, but also they just keep saying, ja- you know, Jasmine's never been outside the... Well, we find out her backstory that her mother, it sounds like, had kind of a horrific end. Her mother, it sounds like, was killed. Because yeah, they at never one, they never really why. explain it. And Aladdin says, well, it wasn't the people of Agrabah. The people of Agrabah loved her. So I'm wondering if Jafar had a hand I in wonder that. if that was a, and, a, like, plot point that got... That got, edited yeah, out, edited yeah. out. But um, I like that we find out her backstory. We find out that her mother was loved by the people and that her mother was very hands-on and worked with the people and was out and about. And when her mother was killed, her father basically shut her in the palace. I've got a little bit about that. Oh, okay. Uh, the movie provides more background about the Indian origins of Princess Jasmine. Her mother came from the kingdom of Shrabad or something? Mm-hmm. Sherabad? Sher- I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't remember. I think it's a... I don't know. Which is hypothetically located in southern Asia. Her tiger's name is Raja, after various rulers of the Indian subcontinent. Her outfits and jewelry are stylized in Indian fashion, and the fragrant flower from which her name comes from, Jasmine, is of Indian origin. Oh, okay. So I think some of that is stuff that was always there, and they just kind of they explained it a little, it a bit, little bit Yeah. Also, I believe uh, Naomi Scott, who plays her as Indian canadian okay so who has a fantastic singing voice i loved her singing uh, voice. I speaking thought of she was uh, great actors in this movie that are easy on the eye oh yeah she's stunning as well uh we speaking of B- aladdin being easy on the eye were you upset that he didn't walk around uh mostly shirtless as he did in the cartoon i was not <laughs> I, I like that doesn't i did if you didn't say it i would have never even thought about it right um we also find out Jafar's backstory. We find out that Jafar started out as a thief mm-hmm. and kind of in a similar position as Aladdin. 
And whereas Aladdin uses it to help people, Jafar used it to get ahead. And so we find that out. Um, and they do it differently where instead of Aladdin being in jail, they take him out to the middle of nowhere to the desert and him and Jafar yeah, kind of have this. He doesn't this... trick him. I mean, he does, but he says, I'm yeah. Jafar. I can make the princess be into you. I can give you riches so she'll notice you yeah. if you do this. Yeah. So, um, so I liked that as well. I loved the design of the Cave of Wonders, both the outside and the inside. I want to back up a little bit because I've got a good Jafar fact for this movie if you'd like it. Oh, sure. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart campaigned hard for the role of Jafar. Well, that's because he want he missed out, exactly, remember? Yes. He, he said it's he regret. it's his one it's his biggest, biggest regret. regret. I said that I say that on the animated yes. episode. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly wow. why he Aww. said, can I and be he didn't one? get it again. Well, I think I, again, again they I'm were... kind of glad. I like who they cast. I thought he he did an okay job. Well, he... I will say that's one thing I've been in in and when I was doing the research, like the after when we're editing these podcasts, is when I look for like sometimes YouTube videos of stuff we discuss and things like that. And Jonathan Freeman, who played Jafar, plays Jafar in the Broadway setting mm-hmm. a little bit, and they kind of give him dark face a little bit i don't know it, oh, I, I couldn't I, didn't, I haven't seen that I, you know it's just to me it looks a little weird in live it's different a you know I, I i'm glad that we're giving animated characters a more um varied background of actor yeah but it also looks better it looks different having a white person try to like fit it into this multicultural cast yeah or put them in brown face which we can't do yeah but yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I also love uh, the Oops. tricks that Aladdin sets up in his home. Like, oh, yeah. Like how his home is kind of in a disguise. So because he's always running from the guard. So he has like this whole like kind of secret lever system that like sets up and kind of closes up his house. I like the like fabric on top of all of his stuff. And his then belongings. it lifts and it gives yeah. it that cool. It was a neat little idea. Like, yeah. Uh, he was interesting this he was much better at like pickpocketing and i you loved the bit when jafar when he's talking about his street rat quote-unquote roots, yeah and he pickpockets, like, pickpockets aladdin. aladdin i really liked that tara connection. was writing a note as she was doing that and i'm like did you see she's like go back and i yeah. went back she was like whoa i really liked that <laughs> that scene a lot um i also I lost it. You were talking before when we before we went back to Jafar about the Cave of Wonders. I really liked, liked the design of the Cave of Wonders. I liked the outside of it a lot. I, I thought it was done really well. And the inside, I thought the way that the treasure was like sprinkled around, you know, instead of like everything being gold, I don't know, it had more of a real feel to it that it was just kind of scattered all about. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. I also liked that Aladdin got enticed by a jewel as well so abu yeah, gets enticed at first <laughs> abu gets enticed at first and aladdin reminds him and that happens to aladdin so i like that they're both keeping each other in check and in this one abu doesn't actively go for the jewel it falls from up top where aladdin is with the lamp and it kind of falls into his hands that was weird to me because like aladdin's constantly like touching the treasure yeah they're like don't touch the treasure and he steps on it. he like moves it aside with his hand yeah but like what's the difference between and then, but abu's eyes got like transfixed on it yeah but i will say it kind of did just fall into his hands and i right. was like that's kind of a rough go of that um i also we find out a little bit more. I like the Sultan better. We talk about the Sultan in the animated version. So go listen to it if you haven't <laughs> well, yet. Well, we but, talked about when he was, we thought maybe he was being hypnotized into being a little, 
it was affecting his brain because yes. he's such a boyish cartoon a of a man. Yeah. And this one is pretty serious but and i i like this one because we're we have real conversations with him like you hear him arguing with jafar jafar wants to invade jafar wants to invade their mother's kingdom and sultan is very much against it and so i like that we see that the sultan isn't really a pushover Mm -hmm. it's truly he's being hypnotized and we see jafar try to hypnotize him and hypnotize Aladdin, well, and you it doesn't point ever out that work. We never see it work out until the last. Until time. the last time he hypnotizes the yeah. Sultan, and then Aladdin sees it's the staff and breaks it. So really, right. it doesn't happen that third time either. Were you disappointed uh, that we saw a lot of cobra imagery with Jafar, but we didn't get the big giant snake fight like we did in the original? No, I didn't miss that. Did you like the big giant Iago? That was kind of horrifying when he <laughs> yeah. when he turns Iago after he's the sorcerer and he turns Iago giant and that whole chase through the city. Giant yeah. Iago up close is kind of raggedy. And, yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of intense. Um, also, when Jafar says that Jasmine should be seen and not heard, this Jafar has a lot of go away heat because there's a lot of comments about how Jasmine as a woman and a princess, it's not her place to be talking about what they should do about invading mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So those moments come up throughout. And I will say the story is written, it, the story's focused on that. She wants to be the next soul. Yes. She doesn't understand why she can't be. And so I understand why they played that a little bit heavier, but it definitely like made me uncomfortable every time I heard him say one of those lines. I liked Jafar in the live action. He was probably the furthest... Like my how much I liked Jafar in the I, I pretty much liked every animated version better than this version, but yeah. like a lot of them were very close. Jafar was the furthest. Like I didn't like Jafar nearly as much as I liked. I would agree Raven with Jafar. that. Yeah, but I expected to come into this and him to be like my least favorite part. And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he still was. I'll tell but you not what my, in the way you thought. We'll go into my least favorite part here in a second. I think you know what it is. It's, it's, you, it's, we'll get there. Okay. But he was, I liked him a lot better than I thought I would. Yeah. I don't think he's nearly as interesting, but he's also not as, he's still mustache twirly, but I liked them giving him a background. Like it didn't really change him or like, I think sometimes when they give villains background, they kind of, it makes it feel like they want you to go, Oh, I understand why he's a villain. And like that didn't do that to this Jafar yeah. at all. It just mm-hmm. kind of gave him like a, like, you know, it almost made Aladdin better because he's like, you could have done this. This could have been your path. But instead, yeah. you took the the good path, mm-hmm. which was not as easy or not as rewarding. But here you are. Yeah. Um, the part I liked the least uh, was, and by far, was the second that we got to the credits. Oh. So first we get to the credits and we have like the reception from the wedding or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like a dance party it to the camera. It like really fun. Like that everyone <laughs> yeah, was having a good it. time. Yeah. It looked like, a, yeah, that's exactly. It looked like everyone was having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it cuts to DJ Khaled. Yeah. Another one. And yeah. he's doing Friend Like Me with Will Smith. And it is, it is awful. Yeah, like it's really bad. As soon as it goes to regular credits, guys, just turn it off. Just turn yeah. it off. Well, you I, can well, look on Spotify on, and listen to it. Too, turn it if on you're mute. Really curious. Turn it on mute and watch it because all those people worked on this movie and they deserve yeah. their, their moment with the sun. But God, that that, that was <laughs> awful. Uh, I also really liked the part where Dahlia pretends to be the princess when Aladdin doesn't yet know. That's something else that was different <laughs> so that we weird. didn't mention. 
uh, we mentioned that Aladdin thinks she's the handmaiden, but he eventually goes in to sneak into the palace and still thinks she's the handmaiden. And so her and Dahlia switch roles. And Dahlia is so funny trying to pretend she's the princess. It's really funny. Which when, makes no sense because she's a handmaiden. So she knows what a princess is. She's like, I, th- I have different costumes dresses for every hour of the day and it's just funny because that happens with aladdin and it makes more sense with aladdin when he's prince ali because he's never been a prince and i love that whole banter between him and genie i think it's so funny and with the jams he like just he keeps digging himself a bigger hole and it's really good they've got a really good chemistry and that was when i said this movie is disney's hitch it's, yeah, it's Will Smith trying to set yeah Aladdin up on a date. Yeah, well, and when he was getting him to dance, when he was like that whole scene too. Yeah. Well, when yeah, there's a scene where Jasmine and, and and Prince Ali are going to dance. He's in a dance, so like the genie like puppets him. There's yeah. a lot of scenes where the genie is puppeting Aladdin to dance. And what you you think if you're engrossed in, if you're immersed in this movie is oh he can't dance the, de- the genie is 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 moving him with magic yeah but that actor had, had to, to be learn able how to, to dance and then and not then do look it like well. he was yeah. not in control of his dancing yeah. which had to be really even harder good. he's a great dancer when he's yeah. dancing in friend like me I, I there are parts in friend like me that i was like just 100 percent into it was really good yeah i liked friend like me a lot uh spoiler alert guys tara and i like most things so that's true. <laughs> I will I really... say I will say, though, we try to come at it as honest as possible. And I will say we came into it, I think, with low expectations. And that could be part of it, too. I, and that's we part of the reason we set ourselves up yes. to be super pumped by it. We thought it would be mediocre at best. And so I think that also might be why we're gushing about it so much is because I kept saying, I can't believe I'm enjoying this as much as I'm enjoying <laughs> we, this because started, I thought it would drop at yes, some point. I, I thought started getting to the point like when is he? When yeah. are, well, like when is this going to get bad? Mm-hmm. And it yeah. it did when DJ Khaled showed up the in the credits. And I, yeah. That's when I literally looked at you and I went, "This is bad." <laughs> like, I I will say I love that the genie beatboxes in Friend Like Me. I found out something about my wife uh, during <laughs> this. She goes. I'm really into beatboxing. I love, I'm like, really? I love somebody who beatboxes. So, Give me somebody who beatboxes. Start practicing. Oh, boy. Wow. No. No, 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 no. That's not it at all. Um, but, yeah, the genie beatboxes. And then Jasmine does at the end in the party scene. I mean, she's pretending to. Yeah, yeah. But that was, it was funny because everyone saw, especially in the dance numbers, they'd really take it to, like, a 90s hip-hop place. Yeah. And... Kind of like, cause when I remember when she did that, she's pretending to beatbox, and Dolly is in the back doing like pumping like this, like mm-hmm. doing like the handover. Yeah. Like they start, they'll do that every once in a while on this, and it's. I really like movies where it looks like the cast had a good time, and God, I hope this cast had a good time. Yeah, it looked like they did. I'll put this up, but I very much remember there was like an interview, a Disney interview they did, where Will Smith presented to. Uh, I gotta look up his name, but the guy who played Aladdin and uh, Naomi Scott, uh, Mina Massad, he presented them their action figures. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, and he's like, "Isn't that great? You're an action figure now." But he goes, "But look at." Then they're talking about like, "Oh, you know," they start talking about the importance of when I was a kid. There weren't a lot of action figures that were. That, that looked, looked like, like me. me. Yeah. And he, he's like, this is, and Will Smith is really, because Will Smith's been like 20 action figures. Yeah. So he's like really impressing them. I'll have to find that, put that up. I remember yeah, that no, that's a good out. video. I also, talking about differences, I like that the genie stresses 
be specific with your words. Like your wishes can have gray areas because that comes back into play later with Jafar when Jafar mm-hmm. wishes to be all powerful. You know, Genie can kind of warp that a little bit because he's not super specific. I've so got I a like fact that. about that scene. Uh, during the scene where Aladdin asks Genie to make him a prince, Genie produces an actual prince in the background. The prince is dressed in colors of pink and lime green, the same <laughs> colors in the title logo, and a nod to Will Smith's comedy, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's fun. I like that. Also, speaking of nods to things, it's during the same oh, yeah. part of the movie. Will Smith, as Genie, says you need to treat your woman like a queen, and he's like super into like gossiping over who this woman is that Aladdin's in love with, and he's like, laying on his stomach with his hands under his chin and he's like rolling his like feet and his ankles and he's looking like so cutesy and in the background the magic carpet is building a sandcastle of the Disney castle and then does the shooting star over sand, it in sand. Yeah. And we watched it like four times and we're going to have to find the clip and put it up there because it made me laugh so much there's on the a, Facebook page. There's a couple scenes like that where like there's a direct nod. He pulls down a scroll, and it's the animated genie, animated Aladdin, animated Sultan. So that's what I'm talking about. When, oh. there's, there's a few scenes in here that are kind of like the opposite of toxic masculinity. Oh, like okay. When, so, yeah, when, you're going completely different yeah, way. Well, Sorry. So when he starts talking about Jasmine, like genies investing, he's like, "Is she like you got to treat your woman like a queen?" Blah, blah. Yeah. The part where they're holding hands when he's like explaining to Yeah, that's when they're still about, in the Cave of Wonders. Yeah, I love that they were holding like, hands. Genie just grabs his hand and they just walk. And it's interesting to me that this came out of this. And it's been a while since I've seen a Guy Ritchie movie. But this is directed by Guy Ritchie who's done like uh, Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. And, mm-hmm. and very, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen those movies. So I haven't really examined the toxic masculinity of it. But they're movies that are extremely masculine yeah so and brutish in a certain way so that's what was kind of surprising he's like yeah hold hands and do this like yeah it just seemed like an interesting choice he also it was interesting because when he when they announced him i really like guy Ritchie, but I'm, i never would have thought of him to direct aladdin and to be honest i really liked the movie but it didn't feel like a guy Ritchie movie which is probably good there are a couple scenes where i go oh this looks like guy Ritchie stuff mm-hmm. uh when he slow-mos out of the castle oh when he's, he's, like he's about to go into the, the water, water. Mm-hmm. that looked like guy Ritchie. when it's like that shot of agrabah and then he realizes he doesn't have the lamp and it does like a 180 to where oh and that's, he goes back like, yeah that's kind of guy Ritchie camera tricks but he said he 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 want he asked when disney like was like we'd like to work with you he said he wanted to do this my stories are really about street hustlers and what i know and that's what i know how to do and aladdin is a classic street hustler who makes good Hmm. So uh, it's as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, okay, I can see why I would want to do this. But yeah. like, also, like, never would have seen that in a million years. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to go back to when he changes him into a prince because it kind of is a similar thing mm-hmm. that uh, they do in the Cinderella remake is explaining that genie magic means nobody will recognize yeah. you. Yeah. But then Jasmine, because. Aladdin acts like Aladdin and says some of the same things as Aladdin. She eventually catches on to it. I like that he doesn't like look different to her. It's just the magic is she won't recognize you. And then when she figures yeah. out, she goes, how did I not recognize you Yeah, how you did before? I not know it was you? I just I just think it was an interesting way of doing it. But it is a weird hand-wavy thing with Disney movies. Like, Yeah, I guess a way, probably because there have been critics, I'm sure, along the lines that have been. Well, oh, and that's one thing I want to talk about is. This movie, I feel like, was longer. It's about two hours, a little bit over two hours. The, mm-hmm. the two hours and 15 minutes is because there's 10 minutes of, like, credits that are 
um, going over like the these are the people who did the voices for this version. It's mm-hmm. things that I think are only specific to streaming services. Disney movies, the animated movies, I think do a better job of getting the story across because I think you do jumps more. When you watch it in real life, you like want a little more explanation. You mm-hmm. want some stuff. And there's stuff that was like changed because they had to explain stuff. And there's stuff yeah. that were changed because they wanted to give Jasmine more agency. They wanted mm-hmm. to do this. I, I A little bit of this is because I've seen some people really being very dismissive of Disney movies lately where they're like, well, Cinderella is stupid because she did this or like uh, the little uh, uh, Belle let, let herself fell in love with her captor. And it's like, I don't know why I'm being defensive of this, but I feel like the reason they do that is because they're trying to tell a story a very quickly and B it's a fairy tale and they're trying to like get through that. Yeah. Well, and they're also, some of those stories are based on, original stories yeah. for better or for worse so i think part I, of that i don't know it's just something i read recently oh, that really okay. kind of bugged me but i think they do a good job in here of all the explanations like you said it's a two hour and five minute movie ish mm-hmm. and it didn't feel like that no it really didn't it, it didn't it didn't pete's dragging us <laughs> yeah it didn't keep pete's dragging oh because it's dragging mm-hmm, you get mm-hmm. it i got it okay uh with prince ali that was one of the best scenes in the whole film I think I think it was so opulent and it was done so well and I think Will Smith did a great job of being the hype man like Robin is in the original and uh I loved how we knew it was coming because everything's shaking like there are spices yeah there are spices in the marketplace that are like falling that are kind of like in a pile uh you know people are looking at water even in the palace it's shaking and I just, I loved everything about it. I love that Aladdin is on this giant camel I was made about of to, flowers. Yeah, I, I was really about to say that because you really liked that. I did, yeah. And I thought, I just thought it was really well done. I really liked it a lot. I like that Will Smith was willing to do the genie and drag moment there. Yeah. Well, genie does it in the original. Right, but he yeah. was like, sure. Like, I, yeah. who, I don't know behind the scenes. He could have been real. But he was, he seemed really into it. I loved when his veil falls off and he's still got the... The beard. The beard. He's like, oops. Yeah. Uh huh. And we talked about this a little bit earlier once Aladdin's the prince, but how awkward he is and talking oh, about yeah, their yeah, chemistry. Yeah. I really liked that a lot. Well, the other thing was how awkward the genie was because he's like yes, never hit on it. The genie before. like tries to ask out Dahlia like to go for a walk. And so that was really funny mm-hmm. too. Oh, something else I really liked when they're at the party, they're having like this celebration after. Prince Ali arrives mm-hmm. and where we talked about them dancing and everything. There's a moment where Jafar comes on him and it's dark and he's oh, lit yeah. up by the fireworks. And I really liked that moment. A well, lot. he's hidden and then a firework goes yeah, off. And yeah. That's how, you that's see how he's yeah, lit. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Can we talk about, um, we're, we're getting a little close here, but I want to make sure everyone knows that we are hashtag team Hakeem. Yes. Team uh, Hakeem was great. Hakeem, the, the head the of the guards. Guard, the head of the guards is great. Who like, isn't really in the, like is in the movie. It keeps popping up to arrest Aladdin. And then like when, uh, cause I always wanted this when Jafar's like, I wish to be Sultan. It's like, you don't just get to be so like, unless the genie ensorcels everybody else's mind to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're so, like, everyone could go, no, you're not. And that's just to prove to you that we, the people have the ability <laughs> to make the decision who our leaders are rise up, rise up the proletariat. No, anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> real talk with Ryan, oh, Ryan, whether you want it or not. <laughs> so, um, Jasmine, like when she becomes, she appeals to Hakeem. 
which yeah. is a great Jasmine moment. But also when we were like, go, Hakeem, because Hakeem goes, you're right, he's not the Sultan. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a really great moment. And it's a moment where her father finally sees her for who she is now, like the woman she's become. And that mm-hmm. feeds into later on when he declares that she will be the next Sultan, which is a pretty powerful moment as well um, towards the end of the film. Uh, I also liked after they go on the magic carpet for a whole new world that, and Jeannie goes on the straw with Dahlia, they both kind of dish. Like Jeannie and Aladdin are dishing, <laughs> and then Dahlia and Jasmine are dishing. I and love they that kind you of say cut that. It, yeah. They cut it back and forth, so you kind of hear where they're both at with how they're feeling about each other, which I thought was cool. Um, there. The next thing I want to talk about is the end of the movie. Do yeah. you have some stuff you want to talk about? Oh, I do have one fact about the uh, magic carpet ride. That apparently part of the uh, CG uh, terrain they cover is the Pride Lens from the 19, 2019 Lion King. And we, I didn't, I didn't recognize it, it, but we also haven't seen that yes. yet, so I don't know if that would have made a difference. Uh, the only other thing I do have Team Hakeem here in my notes. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention, you briefly touched on it, but I really liked the moment. So. I'm trying to think where it is in the film, but Aladdin basically has convinced Jasmine that he is a prince. They think he's like a very noble and good person because he shows them that Jafar has been hypnotizing him. Jafar is in jail, but Iago is always like Johnny on the spot. (laughs) He's always where he needs to be in that moment. Like he is, he's the eyes and ears. And I think it's really cool because they do it even more so than they do in the original. He's always overhearing pieces of information that help Jafar in the chess game that he's playing. Although be honest, you missed him dressing up as a flamingo in this. I did. I was wondering if he was going, (laughs) going to uh, throw his voice a little bit, but I'm glad that that actually didn't happen. I think it would have been weird, but you find out Jafar gets locked away in jail Iago has the key and Aladdin is feeling very frustrated because Genie is kind of like, you should have told him the truth instead of like doubling down yeah. on your prince. And so Aladdin goes back to his home in Agrabah. And as he's doing that, that's when the switch happens and that's how Jafar gets the lamp. And I really like how they did that whole scene. Well, I was they, just yeah. trying to describe where it was in the film, yeah. um, but they, I really enjoyed how that happened, how that switch was made. They and do a good Iago's, job part of part it. in it as well they do yeah. a good job like because when earlier when he steals that it lets you know that jafar is a street rat jafar too. can like, also pickpocket yeah, yeah. and yeah so my last thing i i want to talk about i'll probably you know we'll see what else but um my last thing i, I kind of want to bring up is the very end of the movie aladdin sets genie free genie goes to dahlia like G- aladdin has apologized for lying to uh jasmine and the sultan and he leaves. Like, he yeah, walks he out of the scene. He doesn't dilly-dally. He's, like, out of there. It's fine. I like that because it gives the Sultan a moment. He, he, well, they it gives actually, the Sultan a moment with Jasmine. Yeah. The, the Sultan give makes Jasmine the Sultan, mm-hmm. um, which is a cool addition to this. And he says, you can change the law. Yeah. Um. So she does, of course. But the way she does is he's out on the street and she goes, you there, thief by order of the sultan so she's now on the street the whole street stops and looks at her because oh my god we've never seen jasmine she hasn't outside. been out in years the princess has been out yeah. in years they talk about that a lot and then she just runs up to this this beggar person yeah and who most of the people probably know as aladdin because he's stolen from most of maybe, them maybe maybe not yeah. maybe he there he's not on his block maybe, or something. maybe whatever but then they just start kissing and you have to imagine that group is like 
should we line up behind him? Is she out here to kiss all of us? What's happening? But like, also, like, going... there was a bunch of weird yeah. magic that was happening moments ago. There was a giant parrot that Yeah, that tore through the, the town. town. Yeah, or the city yeah, of Agrabah. What but... a day. What a day we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and boy, this is a bad segue, but what a movie we've seen. <laughs> I, I, real quick wrap ups, go check it out guys. It's worth, it's worth watching. I was pleasantly surprised. Again, I don't know if part of that is we had lower expectations, but regardless, I would watch it again. Do I, I think it's as good as the original one? No. Do I think it makes some course corrections that are interesting? Yes. Do I think it's a real close second to that one? And yes. it's a lot of fun. Visually, it's fun. I think the music is, you know, like auditorily with the music and the score. If you're into that, they mm-hmm. make some very interesting and unique choices that I think yeah, are, definitely. are really cool. But yeah, guys, check that out. Uh, and uh, we will see you next time with another uh, mini tale. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh-huh.